Joining me in the studio is um, the Director of Human Resources uh, for the South Australian Police, uh, Kim Summers, and uh, the Acting Senior Sergeant for the Protective Security Services Branch, Peter Crouch. Uh, Kim and Peter, good afternoon. Welcome to you both. Thanks, Bill Craig. Good afternoon, Tony. Yeah, nice to have you here. Well, of course, uh, the requirement to respond to the COVID pandemic has uh, really stretched the services, understandably, of, of SAPOL, and to alleviate some of the pressures on our policing resources during this pandemic, they've deployed approximately 200 ADF personnel, 440 SES personnel, private security for school patrols, 20 PSOs. I mean, it's a very, very big job. Kim, um, all of a sudden, you're in charge of the uh, the human resources services for uh, for SAPOL. My God, that would be a taxing sort of a job, would it not? Oh, no, look, Grant's not listening, so you can you can <laughs> cut loose. <laughs> that would be a tough job, surely to go. Um, look, it's uh, it, I would say it's one of the most interesting jobs I've had. So um, I wouldn't say <laughs> it's challenging, um, but it's a pretty cool organisation. So um, I'd have to say, out of all of the gigs I've done, this would have to be the yeah. most special one yet. Is that right? You've had uh, lots of experience in the HR business, though, over the years. This is a this has been your forte. Is that fair to say? It has. It has. So prior to, I've spent about five years in government. Now I joined SAPOL September last year, so quite um, mid of the pandemic. Um, prior to that, I was with Human Services, and prior to that, in government, I spent sixteen years with BHP Billital, which is now BHP. So have been kicking around the HR space for quite some time. Kim, without giving away any secrets or naming any names, and you wouldn't do that, of course, what are some of the issues that you, you have to deal with nearly on a, on a day-to-day basis? What are some of the things? Uh, look, it's pretty mixed and varied. Um, I think it's just the world is moving so fast now, so I think what we've always just traditionally l- relied on, um, we're having to, um, I guess, think on our feet a lot more, and um, there never seems to be quite enough resources to do everything. But, um, but no, look, it's, um, you know, government's an interesting place to work, but not dissimilar to any other um, large organisation. Right Now, Peter, acting uh, Senior Sergeant Peter Crouch. Peter, for about 20 years, you're in charge of the dogs. I'm talking about, you know, in charge of the, the dog handling routine. My God, this is an altogether different job you've got now. Enjoying it? I'm actually really enjoying the challenge at the moment, Tony. It's been uh, a big transition for me of 25 years of being a dog handler yeah, and uh, yeah. training police dogs and managing the uh, the handlers down there. But I guess when you look at it, managing people and training police dogs, you've got to be the, the motivator, the mentor, the guider, the uh, the uh, yeah, compl- or keep the team going, and also uh, pat them on the back when they need it, which is all about positive reinforcement. And I guess that goes a long way with management. So this is both the dogs and the uh, the people in the police force. A good Absolutely. pat on the back always works here. <laughs> Very but, similar. But you don't have to give you don't have to give the other coppers a sweet every time they do something right, do you? No, no, no of course no, you don't. That's not part of it. Peter, listen, this is an interesting question from Brenda. She says, "How confident are you that trained dogs, and you've been twenty five years in the game, Peter, will successfully be able to sniff out people who might have COVID?" For argument's sake, uh, Brenda said she saw this on the news last week sometime here in Adelaide. Yeah, it's somewhere we haven't uh, we haven't approached as yet. And uh, but it's like anything; as long as there's an odour uh, that the dog, uh, a target odour that we can imprint the dogs on, there is a possibility of the dog locating that odour. Yeah, righto. Um, Kim, how many recruits do we need right now? Because of the COVID thing has thrown everything into confusion. It's been a a, a real, not impediment, but it's been a, geez, a, an increased work, workload for SAPOL. How many recruits ideally would uh, would you need as of right now? 
Uh, right now, we're looking to recruit 114 what we call protective security officers. Um, mm-hmm. Late last year, we recruited an additional 54, so that'll take a contingency, contingency to 168. Um, so right now, we're in the market. Um, well, we will be very shortly. Um, we're certainly taking applications for those that are interested in Medi Hotel in particular. Uh, it will include some other COVID-related duties, but largely these roles will be based in our Medi Hotels. Righto, so you're looking for an extra 114 immediately. Mm-hmm. You're offering, what, 12-month contracts. Is there a likelihood that if things work out and the individuals uh, are suitable, they could get a, say, permanent employment with SAPOL? Look, we, um, for as long as we're going to be, I suppose, in um, co- supporting the COVID um, need, then, you know, we'll have our PSOs and our police officers for as long as it takes. Um, but the protective security officers are a critical function in the SAPO operating model. So we will always have roles for police security officers or protective security officers. Um, and if anything, that role will expand in the future. So this is a great opportunity for those that yeah. would like to get their foot in the door um, and prove themselves. And, and there's every opportunity in the future that that um, could last a much longer than 12 months. Peter, these um, these 114 PSOs that you're looking for immediately, what will be their responsibilities? What jobs will they be actually handling in these um, in these midi hotels of ours? Yeah, well, they'll have a wide range of responsibilities. Uh, a lot of it is based around the CCTV monitoring of each uh, each floor of each hotel of uh, five hotels, and. Uh, They'll also be required to do compliance checks, making sure people are complying with their requirements with the Medi Hotel isolations. Um, they also will perform roving floor checks. So they'll go from floor to floor on a regular basis, uh, making sure that there is everything is intact, reporting anything that may be different within the, the hallway that normally should be, so things out in the hallway that need to be removed, etc., to ensure the integrity of the, uh, of the isolation process. Um, yeah. They're also required to do regular external patrols of the hotels themselves purely to make sure the security of the hotel plus our uh, external guards are complying with P- um, PPE requirements, etc. And they also have to uh, monitor all international arrivals that come through. So when a red zone is, we call it a red zone. When that's set up yeah. and international arrivals are coming into the hotels, they are responsible and assist with the uh, with the blocking off and uh, um, making sure the integrity of the of the street and the area around the uh, hotel. Uh, if you've got a question for either Kim or for Peter or for both, by all means, give us a ring or send us an email. Uh, the telephone number, of course, 8223 The email address is on air at 5AA.com.au. An email from Gwen uh, to both uh, well, Kim. Uh, she says, uh, Gwen says, has there been a drop-off in recruitment numbers because of the workload and the stresses involved with the COVID situation at the moment. So the question basically is, has there been a a drop-off in recruitment at SAPOL, Kim? Uh, no, we certainly haven't seen that. Um, we recruit um, all year round, so we schedule our mm-hmm. what we call cadet courses and our PSO courses um, for most of the year, so we continually take applications. We um, promote periodically, so we always get, I guess, a spurt of applications when we go to market, but generally we've got as just as much interest as we always have. I think um, working for SAPOL is um, a great career opportunity, and it's a, you know, it's a fantastic opportunity for anyone who sees themselves in um, yeah. some form of law enforcement. Right. From Ian, I, I think you touched on this before, Peter. Ian's question is, says, uh, what are some of the issues that these PSOs will be handling 
What sort of things will they be looking out for? What sort of direction will they be, they'll be under to actually hone in on if they think something perhaps is, is not working? Yeah, so with their uh, monitoring of the CCTV, obviously each time um, there is movement on the floor, the sensors will pick it up and warn warn those that are monitoring the CCTV of some form of movement and they can obviously inspect that and report on it. Um, they'll also be there to educate the guests uh, to ensure that they uh, have a full understanding of that of their role in their two weeks whilst in isolation yeah. and sometimes they can be faced with some um, some difficulties with language barriers etc so they've got to be pretty switched on as far as that's concerned with their communication and, and a lot of times patience so um, they could be faced with anything during the daytime in particular uh, so it's you know ranges from minor breaches such as the door opening uh, and uh, people not wearing masks to uh, people leaving their rooms. Uh, usually it's down to a bit of ignorance or um, not sure, people aren't sure of what the requirements are at that particular point in time. So our, our members are required to educate them ongoing throughout that period. Uh, from uh, Gracie sending us an email. Gracie, thank you for that. On air at 5AA.com.au. She said, this may sound like a dumb sort of a question, Pilka, but please, will you put it to uh, your guests? Well, the, the question is, um, these 114 positions that you've got available, male and female, Peter? Yes, I believe so. Um, SAPOL is an equal opportunity uh, employer, so uh, we are opening up all applications to both male and female officers. Uh, we currently have... Uh, Pretty close to half and half as far as, well, 50-50 as far as our employees are with the PSOs at the moment up at COVID. So uh, actively encourage all people from, uh, from everywhere to apply. Kim, what sort of training will these uh, new PSOs, the 114 that you're looking for initially, what sort of training will they get? What will be involved? So the recruits do um, nine weeks training at the police academy uh, where we also train our police cadets um, and they're trained oh. in all elements of um, operational, um, so too, and, and certainly Crouch should be able to answer better than I can and what it is to... Um, not being a police officer myself, um, but certainly all elements of operational requirements that, you know, they carry guns, ECDs, etc. Um, so the PSOs are a highly trained, um, uh, people in our organisation. So it's a, it's a really great opportunity for those that, uh, certainly have an interest. We're talking with uh, Kim Summers. Kim is the Director of Human Resources uh, at SAPOL and uh, Acting Senior Sergeant uh, Peter Crouch from the uh, Protective Security Services Branch uh, coordinating the whole thing. You've got a question? Gee, there are some important questions out there. By all means, give us a ring, send us an email or a text. Uh, OK, it's just on 16 minutes to two now. Each week on Rowie's Sports Show, get the very latest on who's fighting fit and who's falling flat with Rowie's Injury Report. It's the absolute latest from both the Crows and the Power. Thanks to Western Hospital, the type of quality care you deserve. Westernhospital.com.au Visit the award-winning team at Dave Potter for the best end-of-financial-year deals on demonstrator and used cars. Right now, jump into executive-driven vehicles with peace of mind with a 100-point certification and a mechanical protection plan. Best of all, Dave Potter have a huge range in stock, ready to go and all available to test drive today. So visit the award-winning team at Dave Potter today or see the entire range at davepotterhonda.com.au. You're off then? Yes, dear. The backyard needs a good trim with the ride-on mower. Totally. The kids will be done shortly, so they need picking up from the oval. Good plan. <coughs> Why are you giving me the car keys? You can't walk to the oval, silly. Oh, don't worry, the backyard would look fantastic by the time you get back. Okay, dear. But I get the ride on next time? We'll see. Probably not. 
Stanford Mowers for ride-ons. 590 Main North Road, Jeps Cross. Stanfordmowers.com.au Quarter to two, uh, Fulham Funerals, uh, Jamie and the crew down there, very much a family-owned and operated business, has been so now for about 30 years. In this day and age, it's one of the uh, one of the few remaining funeral companies here in Adelaide that is actually owned and operated by locals. So you receive the personal attention and the detail that uh, only a family-owned business can bring. The necessary expert advice, the compassion that's needed, and just uh, just some of the things that you need to uh, you need to keep in mind. Whether it be a, a cremation, a burial. A memorial service, it's conducted with the utmost care and respect for your feelings and uh, following your directions, and they do it brilliantly. These days, uh, Fulham Funerals have got locations. They're at Underdale, they're at Elizabeth, and they're down at Brighton, and they oversee everything from uh, traditional funerals to celebrations of life, even the smallest of funerals, and they cater for all religions and beliefs. Jamie and the crew, the whole Grant family, they're committed to making sure that you get the personal attention and the necessary compassion passion and expert guidance you need at what is always a stressful time. Find out more about them. A great South Australian company have been doing it now expertly for about 30 years. Simply go online, fulhamfunerals.com.au. Subscribe today to The Advertiser and save for months. Enjoy full digital access plus seven-day newspaper home delivery for just a dollar a day for the first six months. Search The Advertiser offer now. Min costs $31. Conditions apply. Elder abuse can come in many forms. It can be psychological, physical or financial and can include neglect. Do you know where your money or medications are? Do you feel safe in your home? Are your friends and family treating you well? Does it feel like you're making your own decisions? If you're an older Australian and are unsure about the answer to any of these questions, call us on 1800 Elder Help. That's 1800 353 374. Or head to our Elder Abuse Knowledge Hub, compass.info. You have the right to live free from elder abuse. How far would you go for your dream kitchen? And how far would you go to get 25% off? How about 15 minutes up the freeway to Valhanna Kitchens by Design? To the largest showroom in the Adelaide Hills? Custom build your dream with our award-winning designers and get 25% off your cabinets with laminate bench tops for a limited time, of course. Valhanna Kitchens by Design. It's not too far to go to make your dream a reality. ValhannaKitchens.com.au At Coles, enjoy great value when you shop online. Get $20 off when you spend $200 or more in one transaction. Enter the code SAVE20 at the checkout. Shop online at Coles.com.au Coles, value. The Australian way. T's and C's apply. At Spotlight, a window's what you make it with a massive 40% off the entire range of ready-to-hang eyelet curtains and 25% off the entire range of curtain rod and pole sets. So you can hang it, close it and keep it warm for less. Exclusions apply. At Spotlight, it's what you make it. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Repairs. An RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. Barney, we'll put that uh, email question of yours to Peter Crouch in a moment to say, yeah, Walker Caravan Crash Repairs up there on Churchill Road, uh, right opposite the Big Bunning store. You can't miss it uh, on the left-hand side as you're coming into town, just before you get to Regency Road. It's said opposite the Bunning store, uh, beautifully appointed, a 
spotlessly clean workshop. As soon as you walk into the workshop, you think, yep, they are spotlessly clean and the caravans they're doing, just a superb job. A couple of the young blokes up there, Sean and Mark, take great, great pride in what they do. So if your caravan is in need of some crash repair work, perhaps a, a little bit of a job, maybe it's a complete overhaul, have it done by the experts, RAA approved, long established, John Walker and the crew at Walker Caravan Crash Repairs up there at 287 Churchill Road at Prospect. We're talking with the uh, the Director of Human Services with SAPOL, uh, Kim uh, Summers, and a bloke who was uh, for 25 years in charge of the dogs, God love them, uh, acting Senior Sergeant Peter Crouch. These days he's looking after the whole COVID thing, Bob. Uh, this is from Barney uh, for you, Peter. <laughs> says, uh, after 25 years, who got sick of who? You got sick of the dogs or they got sick of you? Oh, that's an unfair question, Barney. Uh, but Peter. Yeah, I'm not sure who. I'm probably, the, uh, I'd like to think it was... Uh, were probably the dog getting sick of me, actually, getting command, t- getting uh, told off all the time or, uh, uh, you know, being told what to do all the time. So, uh, no, I've got actually got a dog who's uh, sitting at home at the moment waiting uh, waiting to go back to work at some point. <laughs> right. Uh, the, uh, the South Australian government have made a real commitment, a little over $23.5 million over the next couple of years as uh, we recruit. Uh, because of uh, the COVID thing, it's put enormous pressure on SAPOL. Kim, as the, um, as the Director of Human Services, have you just seen some of the officers uh, who've, uh, who've buckled under the pressure or who just didn't anticipate just how much pressure COVID would be exerting on them individually and from a family and a work point of view? Oh, look, Tony, I, I think um, no one kind of envisaged we would be in this for this long. So I think where we started yeah. um, to where we are now, no one could have um, thought this far ahead. Um, look, I have to say what I've observed and, and coming into SAPOL as, a, I guess, a civilian joining um, an organisation like this, I've been amazed at um, the intensity and preparedness and commitment that our that all our staff in SAPOL have. And having come, yeah. I suppose, from another agency in when largely the rest of South Australia had kind of really gone back to a fairly normal life and I joined SAPOL, I realised actually how much um, COVID-related activity still was taking place in the state. So, yes, it has taken its toll, and this is why we are committing to the 114 PSOs, is so that we can return our police officers back to other roles that they do, you know, so that... Um, so that we can um, continue to support South Australia, keep it by keeping it safe, but also move our police officers back and also provide some relief. Um, we've had situations where people have um, sort of had to delay leave and those sorts of things um, because the priority is keeping South Australia safe. So this will provide some much-needed relief. Righto. From Randall, he says, Peter, what uh, what sort of a normal day would working in a in a medi hotel uh, involve? I mean, uh, a deal normal uh, an eight hour shift. What's actually involved? Yeah, on, so on it's, it's basis? like everything in the policing security area. Uh, every day you go to work, you don't know what's going to confront you, and I think that's the beauty of the yeah. job. Um, wide variety of things that you may come across, but uh, our uh, members, if they start, for example, on a day shift, the normal day shift start is seven o'clock. So they're required to be at the hotel by 7am in the morning, but they come into work at 6.30, get their equipment and then head off into the hotel. And then uh, they will also, they'll obviously uh, don their PPE uh, and uh, generally wash their hands with the alcohol wipes or alcohol wash, probably the first of about 100 for that day, 100 times that day. So uh, their hands are very, uh, very uh, soft and supple. 
Um, and they'll get a briefing from the uh, the previous shift uh, as to what's happened in the previous shift. So they're all over the um, of uh, anything to be prepared for, anything to watch out for during their shift. Then they'll be uh, heading to CCTV duties. And as I mentioned before, the roving floor checks where they move up and down each floor to check the security and the uh, integrity of each floor, as well as external checks of the building. Um, they'll also be responsible as well for the welfare phone calls to people in the um, in the hotels oh, themselves. Right. So you think right. about it there. Some people might think two weeks in a hotel would be quite pleasant, uh, but a lot of these places, oh, uh, a lot of these people have got young kids in there as well. So you can imagine anyone with kids uh, oh. being locked up for two weeks <laughs> might be a bit of an issue, but uh, quite often. And that's where uh, our members have to have that, communi- uh, that uh, communication skill to be able to speak with these people and, uh, and calm them and assist them and uh, you know, make them feel at peace in the area while they're in there. Um, Peter, from what you from what you've observed, how do the kids handle? I'm just thinking of uh, uh, my grandkids. They would go bonkers. They'd go up the wall, locked in a hotel room with, with me, for example, for two weeks. Yeah, no, they, we don't seem to have uh, too many issues in relation to it. It's dealt with. We have the support services, the most sorts of things that we can refer these people to. So there's all the things in place to make sure that the uh, the safety and the well welfare of all the people in those buildings are well and truly catered for. Kim, are there, are there telltale signs that perhaps some of your uh, your personnel at SAPOL are not handling the um, the COVID thing as, as well as some of the others? I mean, a few of the blokes I've met at the airport seem to be handling it really well, very personable and know what they're doing, but uh, are there some signs that you look out for that maybe some of our people are not handling it as well as we'd like? Oh, look, it'd be fair to say that um, a lot of roles in, um, I guess, in the environment that we that we are in um, can be somewhat challenging. So we have pretty good systems in place that uh, monitor and support people. I wouldn't say that um, a- any of our staff working, uh, whether it's many hotels or other COVID-related duties um, or general policing, um, for that matter, um, are any more or any less. Um, you know, it is, it's just, I think, mentally a very long and arduous slog having been here for so long. And people are looking yeah. for, that, for that relief, I guess, that uh, we kind of think we've turned a corner and then, um, you know, and then sort of, you know, COVID comes back in, in many ways that it does. So I think, you know, I think we've, we've really got to acknowledge what the amazing job that our police have done. Um, you know, their commitment is unwavering when we talk about keeping our communities safe. So, yes, look, individuals do have their challenges and we put all the support networks around them. So uh, I wouldn't say that it's any more or any less um, with COVID than it is with any other general um, role as all a... Right operational person okay uh, gary or oh, getting down to the nitty-gritty all right gary okay i'll uh, read out the email he says uh, what sort of money is being offered for the uh, 114 or so psos you're looking for oh, all right gary peter <laughs> i'm happy to take this one look um, you know, for a PSO in training. So we, um, so if you're successful getting through the process, we pay our people, we pay the candidate to do their nine weeks training. Um, and that is like they get a baseline of around 50,000, just over 50,000 per annum. Once they're qualified, yeah. so they've graduated after their nine week course, um, and then move into a role, then they're on a, a base of around 55,000. And then they'll receive about another 20% of, on top of that for penalties and shift etc. So I would encourage those that are say in that underemployed world where they might be doing multiple jobs in retail and hospitality to make ends meet that this is a fantastic opportunity where they can come in and have um, one salary one job and, and all the benefits. 
Right. Kim, somebody's interested. Let's hope there's plenty interested. You've got 114 jobs going. How do you make application? What's the easiest way to go about that? So the easiest way is to jump online, um, Google Achieve More at SAPOL. But we are running um, a couple of seminars. So through the COVID right. um, period, we were, it was hard to run all the face-to-face seminars, but we're actually scheduled two. Um, and they are on the 29th of June at the State Administration Centre, 200 Victoria Square. Um, and on Saturday, 3rd of July, uh, July at 10am at the Police Academy and we're asking people to come along, bring their documents, bring their paperwork. If they need something witnessed, we'll have people there to do that um, and we will literally step people through the application process. It's a great opportunity to come out to the Police Academy and have a look around, see where they're going to be training. All that information's on our website but certainly encourage people to jump on and have a look. Okay. Kim Summers, thank you for coming in this afternoon. Peter Crouch, good luck with the program. And as said, uh, there's 114 jobs going at the moment. And just the possibility, if you like the work and they like you, you can indeed be working full-time with the South Australian Police. Great organisation. We're back after the news. It's uh, two and a half minutes to two now. If you're the